Hello, friends, family, and listeners I've never met before. Welcome to another episode of Join the Gang, a New Age Community Podcast. Here on this show, my co-host Max Papadopoulos and myself, Connor Tripp, talk to lovely members of the New Age community about what the heck they've been doing all this time. And Max, boy, is today a pretty awesome episode, if I do say so myself. Yes, for this episode... Pull up a chair by the hearth as we're going to sit around and talk about Hearthstone. Spoilers, of course, for the episode. But Hearthstone is a near and dear card game to me and to quite a lot of people. So we're going to talk to a few of those right now. Oh, remember the glory days, Max. We didn't have digital card games. We had to play card games in person. I do remember those times. Man, if we had to uh, play card games in person now, though, I shudder to think of it. <laughs> you shudder. What horror the magic gatherings may entail, but we don't need any of that here. Instead, we've brought not one, not two, but three fantastic guests onto the show to talk about, really, their symbiotic relationships with one another. Well, Connor, who's the first one? If they had, if they had multiple names, too, that would be interesting. Oh, well, I can't speak for that, but really, I'd like to think that there was a unit, but we'll separate them for the purposes of, of listener clarity. Our first guest, former president of New Age. I know. We've had Lulu on the show. She's the current president, so we don't want any beef in between segments here. But it's Louis Prada on the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, thanks for having me on. Oh, man. Is it going? I am excited for this week. You have been cruising and snoozing since you left the eboard in the wake. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, uh, there's been, yeah, it's been uh, a weird year, as we all know. Uh, but yeah, since I've been done with eboard stuff, I've kind of been taking a more laid back approach. Still hop on the Discord every once in a while and playing some games with friends. Uh, still, and as we'll get to soon, uh, still actively play Hearthstone for Northeastern. Uh, yeah, and, you know, getting near the end of university, been focusing on that and all that jazz, so, you know, just school stuff. Speaking of active Hearthstone player for Northeastern, we don't only have just that, but we also have an active volunteer firefighter, Justin Adams. Uh, How are you doing? I, I think as I try tricks to clarify pre-show, I'm no longer an active volunteer firefighter, but uh, former well, volunteer you firefighter. You yourself are active, and you were a volunteer firefighter, right? Uh, y y yeah, I, I guess. If you cut out the context in the middle of the words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did some things today, and I was alive during 9-11, so you, you could say that uh, you, you shouldn't do that, things like that and take it out of context. Smash sentences together. And I'm glad that you agree. Yeah. I, I shudder then, to think shudder. Of, of the in-person card games, how they would be going now, just, just as you. So so why shudder when you can shudder walk with some Hearthstone? Wow, they're throwing the words already. Ugh. Your claws that bite your jaws that catch, Justin. But I'm going to catch... What are you, catch... writing a nursery rhyme, Max? <laughs> but I'm I didn't going know this catch... week's episode was on fairy tales. Uh, you may have jaws that catch, but I'm going to catch up with the other guest, the third guest that we have today. It is Will De Kramer. Will De Kramer is a streamer uh, of Hearthstone and other games, and was also on the team, of course. How's it going? Doing great. Good to be here. Now, Will, I know that you had a stream goal, or rather something that people could donate points to, uh, where the, you would be forced to do a push-up. How's your progress on that? <laughs> um, well, I at the last time that I, I checked, I had approximately I think fifteen hundred and seventy six push-ups left, um, and I've done three hundred ninety three of them. And uh, next time that I I continue streaming, I will uh, I will get right back on it. Do you think you'll manage to do it within a year? Uh, I think that these push-ups were signed to you last July, last August, I, maybe. Well, that gives me um, three three months, maybe four months to uh, to do a good seven hundred push-ups. Dude, you got stuff up your game. I think he's just waiting for the firefighter department to be looking for volunteers mm -hmm. to choose when he's going to be active. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you may have heard this growing up, but what you heard was a lie. Slow and steady doesn't win the race. If you go steadily slow, you lose the race. I'm not liking this. 
Well, I only have to do seven push-ups a day for the next three months in order to meet my goal, so. That's not bad, but do you have to do them on stream? Yes, that's the uh, the caveat, which means I have to stream every day, which honestly might be a good thing for me. Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, keeping up with their hobbies and, and staying committed. Um, I have a, a push-up goal looming over my head, so. But if a stream falls in the forest and no one's there to see it, does it count? Yes. Yeah. People will see it. <laughs> only if you drop your only Twitch if you drop your Twitch Prime. <laughs> yeah. People will come to Will's stream. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's partially the reason why it's even gotten to this point. Why? Why would you have fifteen hundred push-ups? Did you just make the point total very low that you had to spend? Well. I think part of my flaw was uh, I made my point total half that of uh, my fellow streamers um, uh, that I that uh, in my you know community of friends, and um, I also came up with this great idea to uh, increase my community of every time you redeem, you can redeem for a golden push-up, which is worth the current number of push-ups that I have to do plus one so if i had to do 20 i now have to do 41 after someone redeems a golden push-up um so the you know low price and also exponential value of push-ups it just uh the math didn't add up and um now we're here so that's how it adds up i see Mm -hmm. they uh they counted their lethal and uh (laughs) <laughs> they committed 1570 1570 is the uh the the lethal limit for for canoe streams <laughs> i remember druid getting that much armor mm, yes line breaker but uh pulling it back from hearthstone lewis we've actually mentioned you on a previous on some previous shows because you are our resident brazilian oh no i i guess yeah <laughs> I How am much from is Brazil. A Brazilian of armor on a druid. Like at least two lifebreaker <laughs> combos. I think it was Bruno who mentioned you probably in the Hades episode when we were talking about how much he'd traveled. But I don't quite remember, Max. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. How much Bruno had traveled? Or No, when Lewis was mentioned. Oh, uh mentioned on two previous episodes. One Two previous episodes. Yeah, with wow. uh with Bruno and then um I, I definitely listened to the episode, so I, I, I know it. I know the episode. <laughs> I got to with you guys. I don't listen to the episodes, but you know what? I'm here recording them, so it's a live performance for myself in my head. This isn't a test, by the way, Max, but it is graded and worth twenty. And designed to provoke an emotional response. Yes, and now I feel degraded after that. Uh, not able to uh, to come up with any of the answers here. Silly, Max. You're going to have to listen to the entire show again. Maybe we can have a viewer call in and tell us uh, who, which episode it was on. We're turning this into a live call-in yeah. show. Do we get a, do we get a uh, phone a friend for, <laughs> for questions on this podcast? Or? You can have a 50-50. Wait, I thought this was an Ask oh. Susan advice call. I'll take the 50-50 on that question, please. Yes, uh, Connor has uh, n- needs to ask for advice on how to get rid of me from the show, and you guys are here to help him do that. Yeah, and you know what they say about getting rid of masks? It's 50-50. Either it happens or it doesn't. And also, people say that they get rid of masks at the end of the pandemic. Ah. Max removal? Oh. You could say we need to call for a max exodus. Uh... <sighs> a low blow. Please, whenever the show goes up, if any of these puns are removed, I am immediately unsubscribing from this podcast. Yeah, I was I was very worried when both Justin and Lewis dropped puns in their intros, and I I w- was not prepared. I uh I did not prep anything for this. So, well, I thought we had a game plan going into this. I'm sorry, I forgot it. <laughs> You mentioned before the show about a religious mindset shift when you're playing a different deck. It works here, too. Each episode of the podcast, Max and I approach it with a completely different mindset. The catch is, we don't know what the mindset is before the episode Uh, starts. You figure it out after the episode. (laughs) That's right. Results-based analysis. I'm uh, I'm quite (laughs) proud of you, Connor. (laughs) Thank you.
by the way, uh, another thing that uh, we talked about before the show is that Will is a candle lover hmm. himself. Yes. And that I think... will maybe tie in with Hearthstone a bit later. You know, you know, take a candle, but yeah. what do you like about candles? <laughs> I feel like, so candles and also um, the the other little like collection that I've been building over the pandemic has been uh, records. Um, and I think it's all about, you know, building an atmosphere in the room. You know, you put on some, some nice music, have, uh, you know, a nice scent in the room and, uh, it, it really just makes the, I, I don't know, you know, make your environment what you want to be. So it lets you, uh, you know, customize the room. Now, what, what kind do you want to be? Is it relaxing ambience for the records or is it, uh, Maybe a metal recording. Um, I think it, it, you know, it, it depends on your uh, your taste in music. You know, if I'm listening some some Fleetwood Mac, I, I like a nice sandalwood, um, maybe some eucalyptus in my candle to uh, you know melt into the couch, kind of. I don't have a lot of candles, but we did recently get a rosemary candle, and we put it in the bathroom. And the thing is so strong that you could smell it halfway across the house. I came into the room, into like the kitchen, it's like three rooms away. And I was like, is someone cooking? No, it's just the candle that I can smell. And I'm like, Jesus, what are you people doing? Well, life is falling apart. But, you know, I live pretty close to uh, one of the original Yankee Candle locations in Deerfield, Massachusetts. And the corporate office is also located there. And boy, is that, that an experience. Lovely. Talk about candles. When you when you drive by, can you can you smell them being made? You can't, but I have seen candles made there before. And the entire place is decorated for Christmas year-round, which is pretty exciting. They have snow that falls from the ceiling every, like, four minutes. There's suits of armor and, like, stone water fountains and stuff. It's inside. It's really cool. <laughs> I wasn't aware suits of armor were Christmas-themed, but um, I'm... <laughs> You'd be surprised. I, it's I like am. a Bavarian Knights <laughs> well, kind of thing. Did you not know that the uh, night okay. before Christmas literally met... Like, you know, a medieval night. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm finally catching up. <laughs> and they have these, they have the like uh, RC train sets as well that go around all the rooms across the ceilings and stuff. And you can watch them go around. It's very, quite a spectacle. Oh, I, I do like a good RC train set. Who doesn't love Christmas year round? Gotta love it. Okay, well, uh, it seems that we have petered ourselves out, fortunately, but luckily our life totals are pretty high because we're talking about the digital card game that is Hearthstone this week. Hey, does somebody want to give a brief overview of what Hearthstone exactly is for listeners who may not know? I think that's just, that Justin could do a good job of that one. <laughs> Sure. So ha having taught many grandparents and aunts and uncles of, of how to kind of pay attention to the game because they've been seeing us on stream, Hearthstone is kind of, well, I mean, it's it's similar to other card playing games in the genre, obviously, like MTG and Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. But for, for someone who's unfamiliar with the genre, it's kind of like a cross between poker and chess in that you are making moves with, with playing your cards very tactically like chess, but there's elements of variance like poker of having hands and playing cards from your hand and getting hand reads from your opponent and trying to think of the best interaction between your cards and theirs, uh, what to do based on it. Uh, so it has a lot of the same skills that you would see in poker and chess of thinking through lines and out permutations and evaluating probabilities. Uh, but hey, there's also cool flashy animations and sometimes you just box. <laughs> well, what makes Hearthstone different from other physical card games? I think one of the best things about Hearthstone, um, especially for you know someone who's looking into getting into Hearthstone, is how simplistic they've decided to make the game mechanics and the uh the art style for the game i feel like if you're coming from like an mtg background or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, pokemon there's each card has a lot of words and you spend a lot of time uh, when you're getting into the game just reading you know little paragraphs on the cards trying to figure out what they do and i think one of the great things about hearthstone is that 
it builds the game up from a very simple foundation where cards will have either, you know, from no card text to max, like, three lines um, in, in nice little bold font. And, but the, the ceiling of Hearthstone um, where, you know, you see competitive play and such, even though it, the foundation is made to be, uh, you know, easy to get into, there's, there's an extremely high skill ceiling on the game. Yeah. There's, like, rarely ever more than three sentences worth of text on a Hearthstone card. And it just makes it so easy to get into. Also, something that people don't talk about enough is that Hearthstone spends so much money on just making really good visual design and such has such a great UI that makes it super simple to just visualize and pick up what's going on. I remember when I was first learning the game, you know, like a lot of people, I started learning about it by watching streamers. And I knew basically most of the rules of the game before I even ever, like, opened up the app. It was just super simple to get into. And, like, you see a few games and you start to understand the general mechanics that are going into it. Mm-hmm. I think another important distinction from other games is the fact that Hearthstone is available on both, you know, PC, but it's also available on mobile. So even if you don't have a, you know, like desktop or laptop to, to play on, you can still play on your phone. Um, That's what I was going to say as well. The, the ease of playing is what sets it apart from other games for me that I can, I normally only play it on my phone, <laughs> but can still can play it at a competitive level there and having you not have to focus during your opponent's turn so you can talk to someone in real life or, or be doing something else at the same time. Not, not like other card games where you, there's there's interrupts. You, you have to like, press OK like an MTGA client or, or do things on your opponent's turn. And then as well, uh, unlike physical card games, having been a big Dominion fan playing competitive Dominion back in the day, uh, it just shuffling annoyed me. <laughs> so the, the, the game times are a lot quicker. The average game takes, I don't think, only like eight minutes. Uh, there's some variance, obviously, but it's, it's just very bite-sized, mobile-friendly. Yeah, uh, Justin brings up a really good point. On um, He mentioned interacting with your opponents on their turns. Um, if you come from playing MTG or um, Yu-Gi-Oh, there are you know re- response cards that you can cast at an instant speed. Um, if your opponent plays a minion, you can counter it. If you uh, have a trap card down, you can respond with it. And Hearthstone, you only interact on your turn um, for the most part, other than you know one or, one or two effects. But it's pretty much you play your cards, your opponent then on their turn responds to them. So it's a very uh, you know ladder-like uh, gameplay style where it can be much more complex in in other games. Yeah, I remember I was really impressed when Hearthstone Mobile came out because. <clears throat> That was, to me, one of the first really big games to come out with a mobile client. Nowadays, there's a lot of games that are very successful that you can play on mobile. But back then, a few years ago, there wasn't so many. And mobile games were mostly really basic things and not that engaging if you were somebody that played video games regularly. But to have that be able to take with you like a big game like Hearthstone was really cool. And I also want to point out for people that may not be aware, in terms of a lore perspective, Hearthstone is based in the world that World of Warcraft takes place in. So it's your like typical thought of a high fantasy kind of world with goblins and orcs and things like that, paladins and knights and warriors. So for people who are considering uh, what the theme of the game is like and if that would be for them, uh, you should know that it is based on World of Warcraft, though you require no knowledge of World of Warcraft to play. Yeah, I will say, though, uh, to add on to that, Connor, that Hearthstone does differentiate itself from World of Warcraft by, like, four out of five expansions that it does take usually a very comedic or, like, a lot more lighthearted spin on classic World of Warcraft stuff. Uh, like for example, you know they, like, they they do like a classic dungeon delve in one of their expansions called Kobolds and Catacombs, but they do it in this whole like playing off of tabletop RPGs and all of their tropes kind of stuff, or when exploring like Ungoro Crater in like World of Warcraft, they did a big uh, Jurassic Park like 
expansion with like these giant dinosaurs and meteors and stuff like that. Or there's a one night in Karazhan where they explore Karazhan Tower, but everything is disco themed. And I guess the, the last thing of note is that the game is increasingly also moving towards like a uh, platform basis of everything we've been describing is basically like standard mode of, of the card playing mode. But they increasingly are, are printing out new modes as well. The big one that was the smashing hit last year was Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which is an auto battler, which is basically like a completely different game inside the same client, uh, which has proved very successful. It's a bit more simple than the other all ballards in the genre but because of that just like Hearthstone to MTGA you can play it on mobile the game times are a lot less normally only 15 to 20 minutes while it still has some strategic depth uh, recently they released duels which wasn't the most popular mode but allows you to do like a dungeon crawl PvP thing and they've been trying to update it to make it better uh, and there is a new mode coming out in a few weeks that we still don't have much information out about but seems like the most it's called mercenaries it seems the most uh furthest from the card playing genre that they've released yet uh of it seems kind of like tft across between that uh and uh slay the spire and that's a, a roguelike where you get buffs uh, but also it is based in having like some sort of physical combat. Again, there's not many details out yet, so I guess we may know more of that in the future, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to play, more so than there may have just been six months ago or a year ago. Small note for people who are curious, TFT stands for Teamfight Tactics, which is the League of Legends-based auto battler. And uh, before we move on to another topic, um, I just want to quick also add that uh, because Hearthstone is digital uh, and doesn't have physical cards, it allows it to do a lot more different effects that physical card games can't do. Like I know that Hearthstone has card generation, uh, like literally adding cards that exist to your hand, which is very hard to do in a, uh, in a normal card game. You don't have to shuffle, as Justin said, with shuffling Dominion. Um, but it also has a cool card crafting system. The economy is very different in Hearthstone. Yeah, taking it away from um, physical cards that you might have to, you know, go and and uh, trade with someone or you know sell for a uh, uh, you know, supply and demand determined price. Um, Hearthstone has packs that you open and you'll get um, five cards, and with those cards, each one has an inherent value based on the uh, printed rarity, similar to MTGs, you know, common, uncommon rare, mythic, rare. Um, in Hearthstone, you have commons, rares, epics, and legendaries. And each one can be disenchanted, um, turning it into dust that you can then combine to make a different card. So all of your extras that you get, you crush down into dust and then, you know, print into new cards. And I don't think the economy of Hearthstone is necessarily all that great. I think just the industry in general really sucks, and Hearthstone mm -hmm. sucks maybe a little less. Like, I don't think anyone loves to be spending hundreds of dollars on cardboard to be able to to play their game in its newest update if you're playing a, a classic card game. Uh, but and then again, it feels even sillier to have the loot box mechanics that this does in the, the digital card space that all its, mm -hmm. it, Hearthstone and all its competitors seem to have. But at least within the past few months, they've been introducing more features that are consumer friendly uh so i've never spent a dime on the game and been able to <laughs> compete in master tour and get high legends so it's definitely it's, it seems more approachable than other games on cost at least one of the appealing things is if you're trying to get into the game there's no upfront cost um it's not you're not going to have to pay for a deck um in order to be able to play with your friends you pick it up, you start out with a, a set amount of cards, and then um, you can expand your collection on from there. And there is an option to spend money, but the game, as Justin said, can be entirely free to play, um, which is one of, the, one of the nice things about it. Yeah, and if anything else, this has probably been, like, I 100% I agree with Justin that the... Uh, current model for basically all digital card games is not great and it is really it can really eat away at you if you decide to spend money on it but uh to Carstone's credit over the past like year or so they have introduced a, a few things that have made the game a lot more uh friendly to new players 
specifically they have added in that once you complete this uh like new player like training mode uh you are awarded with a free uh competitive deck of the class of your choice uh and also if you had not played the game in a few months and you come back to the game they give you a free deck uh, of that same pool that has that is generally like a good version of one of the higher ranking decks and you get to pick what class you want to do so you know if you are like well i only really want to play shaman or warlock or priest you know you get to pick a deck that you'll have fun with and actually have maybe not the best and most optimal version of that deck but also but something that is definitely workable as well as they've added duplicate protections so that you won't be getting a ton of repeats of cards that you already own from packs. And most notably, uh, the biggest change that we've seen in Hearthstone in literally years is about to take place in the next month, which is a shift from the classic and basic set to a rotating core set, which has been something that players have been clamoring about for years now. So before we get into, before we delve into the core set, because that's going to be a huge topic on its own, um, I do also, we, we didn't even touch upon the fact that there's multiple classes for Hearthstone. You just said, you just mentioned Warlock and Priest, um, but the fact that you aren't just playing, like, um, in Yu-Gi-Oh, there's no, you're not going to play as Seto Kaiba or anything like that. How is it to... How is it to be, um, you know, playing as different classes? So, yeah, Hearthstone breaks up the, like, playable characters into 10 different playable characters. Those are Demon Hunter, Druid, Hunter, Mage, Paladin, Priest, Rogue, Shaman, Warlock, and Warrior. Um, All playable classes from World of Warcraft. And each one of them has their own set of hero-specific cards that fit a certain theme. Um, and they all share a neutral pool of cards that you can play as well. And so a little bit of deck restriction compared to, to MTG or, or Yu-Gi-Oh, um, where you have to play cards that, that match your, uh, your character's theme. And I think it's, a it, it's, it can be a good thing and a bad thing with, um, I think it's really nice to have like class identification and um, it, it makes it feel better to, to play a class where, you know, all of the cards are, are themed around that. But it can also be a little discouraging if you're, the cards that you unpack aren't the cards for the class that you want to play. But um, as Lewis mentioned, that uh, free deck from any class uh, can, can help alleviate that. It's also worth noting that like, the the classes each have like unique mechanics that uh are go along with them and it allows for a bunch of unique uh design space because they can essentially allow classes to do really cool things without letting classes do hopefully too much broken stuff that would happen if there were a ton of intermingling uh between class cards like there are in some other card games uh the class mechanic i think in a lot of ways can be compared to the like the colors in Magic the Gathering or archetypes in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, but it's still its own unique thing because there is a pretty... Like, there is not that much, except for a couple specific classes like Priest and Rogue. There isn't really that many ways to get cards from other classes. And yeah, it, it does allow for this really nice kind of divide and stuff. But also... Most recently, they've added this really cool new mechanic that a lot of people have been enjoying called dual class cards, which mix two different two classes together for really cool new designs and a bunch of unique stuff. And that was implemented a couple expansions ago. Now, uh, we've talked a lot about Hearthstone because there's so much to Hearthstone, so much to dissect that we can talk about. But I actually want to know more about you guys. I want to know how did you guys start playing? How long have you guys been playing well, i could go first in this one because i i think i'm the only person in the call who does not actively play right now but i started um playing back not in the beta of the game but during the original core set uh initial release i want to say that it was around 2015 and 20, 2014 was when game was released yeah 14 okay 14 15 area 
I was playing uh, during the original set and then during the first ever expansion, which is Goblins versus Gnomes. And then I played during the Naxxramas, uh an original solo adventure release. And I wanted to try it mostly because I just wanted to see how it differed from Magic. I played Magic for many years and quite enjoyed it. And this was still my main card game. I, I got a little bit of a different feel on Hearthstone and thought it was cool. I took a long break after the Grand Tournament came out and then played again for a couple of months when Ongoro came out. And, and then I was interested in the competitive ladder and wanted to try to rank up, try to get Legend, which is the highest rank. And I got all the way up to rank two, which was pretty close, but not quite there. And, and then I just stopped, not for any particular reason, but I just moved on to other things. I wouldn't be surprised to see myself return to the game in the future. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to uh, co-opt a Legend play together, I would certainly be down, uh, Connor. But uh but yeah, I guess going off of that, uh, <laughs> you stopped playing in Black Rock Mountain. That was when I started. I had a friend in high school who was like, Justin, you don't play any games, but you'd really like this one. Uh, you download it, download it. And I said, no. Uh, but then he, he came back the next <laughs> and day. He and he never played. And, and told me. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Welcome to the show. Came back <laughs> over, over maybe a week or so of, of repeated insistence. I, I finally did it. This was in uh, end of my junior year of high school. So this would have been late May, early June of 2015. Black Rock Mound had dropped April 2nd, 2015. Uh, and uh, he was right. I immediately liked it. I assumed my natural uh, smarts, quick wicks, and then, of course, course that augmented by a healthy dose of arrogance would see me easily defeat other players in the game but that was not to be uh so it took me a decent uh, decent amount of time com comparatively of me just being an absolute noob i'll never forget my first deck at the time was face hunter a very aggressive archetype uh which uh is bad against healing from the opponent and there was a card antique heal bot that was running a lot of uh, decks to heal against the likes of face hunter uh, and i kept losing to that card and me as a as a noob card gamer had never played any sort of card game before thought that meant the card was op so i wanted it so it was the very first <laughs> card i cracked antique heal bot so i run it ran it two of in every single deck including face hunter <laughs> I mean, which uh, i guess if, if you play Hearthstone, you would know is absolutely terrible uh but uh finally i think after lots of grinding with my my uh, freeze mage like a very <laughs> original solitaire deck that people didn't like because it was kind of single player and toxic i, I got good enough at that to uh, a few months later in november of 2015 i hit legend for the the first time uh and then I, my, my quest with the game was kind of dumb so, so to speak i i played off and on uh but stopped playing for a bit it's going into college even quit for a few months at a time but it was the beginning of my sophomore year in college i happened to be rooming with someone on the csgo team which at the time they had the rocket league team had just won the first ever national championship uh, and they were trying to organize and make an esports club uh, so he was involved in that and said, Hey, Justin, I hear you, you, you sometimes still play Hearthstone. You're pretty decent at it. You should, should check that out. So I went to the very first meeting and met Will. Uh, and it turns out it's a lot more fun to play the game when you have friends there. So that's kept me playing a lot longer. <laughs> and I guess the rest is history. Uh, yeah, I guess I can go next. Um, yeah, so I play, I think I would probably start playing latest out of us, or at least close to it. I started playing back in whispers of the old gods was when i really started playing the game i've been watching it for like since maybe like the grand tournament league of explorers maybe even blackrock um but i've been watching it for a while because i got into it through the streamer brian kibler who had been playing magic the gathering for a long time before then and i was really into magic at the time i used to play with my brother and a bunch of my friends from high school and i saw that kibler had started uh streaming hearthstone and i was like oh okay you know interesting new game you know probably you know not gonna stop playing magic for it but you know i'll check it out uh and then magic got really expensive and hearthstone was slightly less expensive and so i started playing that more and uh i got good at hearthstone and i just started playing it a lot uh and i think yeah i i originally got to legend 
uh, I want to say it was maybe Angoro was the first time that I got to Legend uh, with Murloc Paladin was the deck that I, I ground up to, which is surprising because if people know me, they know that I play. Yeah, Lewis, this is a shocking revelation. My, my, my viewpoint on you has forever changed. <laughs> so much priest. That's like the. He's a paladin man. <laughs> yeah. A dirty, filthy Murloc paladin player? Oh. He's Matt 2.0. Yeah, did you not know? My first deck that I got to was a mix between it was Murloc Paladin and that uh, that burn mage that was Ungoro specific. Ooh, Gunthar Mage. That deck was awesome. Yeah, Gunther Mage was so much fun. Also, that was when Ice Block was still in the game, and so <laughs> and for some reason, people who weren't running double Ice Block in that deck for for like a couple weeks, and I was like, oh. That's weird. Ice block's a broken card. Uh, as a side note before Lewis continues, um, the deck that he's talking about, Murloc Paladin, is an extremely aggressive deck. Uh, tries to kill the opponent as fast as possible, whereas Priest, the class that he really loves, is one of the slowest classes. Tries to outvalue the opponent over many, many turns. It tries to make your opponent fall asleep, and then you win the game because they disconnect. <laughs> That is true. The first time that I got to Legend with Priest was the next set when Machine Gun Priest, a deck that used a really fun combo, fun and interactive, to make your hero power cost zero, make your hero power deal two damage, and refresh every time you played a card, to just pew 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 your opponent until they died <laughs> and in some defense to lewis i'm looking up the list now because i, I kind of kind of remember this uh on goro murloc paladin was a lot more mid-range than than other versions it, it topped out Tyrion. it ran spike ridge steed it, it wasn't it wasn't quite as aggressive but but just just saying he he played murloc paladin the most iterations of it have been <laughs> a lot more uh <laughs> it was a mid-range deck <laughs> Sunkeeper Tarum was the card that got me to play that deck. One of my favorite cards of all time. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no. And then I started playing uh, Hearthstone with Will when we had probably one of the most awkward meetings of all time, where a mutual friend of ours, Kenyon, was like, "Oh hey, I know you both play Hearthstone," and Will's looking for somebody to fill in the team. And then I just sat in the lobby of our freshman dorm, and I got there like half an hour early because i didn't know exactly <laughs> what time i was supposed to be there i just waited i was like ah oh, hi are, are you are you will <laughs> yeah after meeting him it turns out he lived down the hallway from me and we had no idea who each other were <laughs> i didn't know this this sounds very much like a will story <laughs> why am i not surprised <laughs> yeah funnily enough when i first went into will's room to play like in tournament for the first time i noticed that <laughs> on his window he had a swiss flag and so many times beforehand i was just like oh man who's that guy with a swiss <laughs> flag in his window freaking like, weirdo <laughs> what? why what's the purpose of that and then i met him and now we're friends it seems like both of you guys were sort of brought in further to hearthstone by will but we haven't heard from will himself yeah i can i can go ahead um so I, my Hearthstone career began in open beta of the game, um, and I grew up, and my dad was a super big fan of the, uh, I guess, Blizzard as a whole. Um, he, we played every single uh, Sunday, we would come home together, and we would boot up either Diablo 1 or Diablo 2, and then we would have a character that we would play together, we would swap off uh, playing so he really got me into the um, you know whole Blizzard franchise, and from there I found Hearthstone. You know it's something I could download on my phone, um, play with my friends, and I got all of my high school friends into it. And we would play before school, after school, while sitting in the hallway. Um, we would try not to play during class that much, but you know the game was was very very fun, um, and I kept it up all the way until I got to Northeastern. And um, I heard about this thing called Tesba, and they were doing a collegiate Hearthstone tournament where you could, you know, enter as a team of three, play in the tournament, and, uh, you know, hopefully win some scholarship money. 
And from there, I uh, there were two of my friends who I met during orientation before freshman year. We started a team together, and we're like, you know, uh, we're, we're we're not that good at Hearthstone. You know, we we might make it, may, maybe through qualifiers, see how it goes. Um, and then we ended up uh, competing all the way to the best of 32 um, for for finals. And after that, I was like, dang, like you know, I mean, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was a, a good bit of luck uh, getting us that way because, you know, any win record, um, obviously, you know, some, some things probably went in our favor. But uh, also it, you know, kind of gave me a vision of we could, you know, be successful with this. We were giving a certain amount of energy. I know we could give more, and uh, I'd, I'd love to do that with the school. So um, it was from then on I uh, had that founding team. Then the second semester, our third person dropped off, and I picked up Lewis. That's where I met Lewis, and um, it was that second semester of Hearthstone, and got to play through there. And uh, this was about the time where I I was sitting in the first year engineering lab um, at Northeastern, and I heard a guy over uh, talking about Rocket League, and um, you know the the gaming club on campus. Um, Husky, uh, Husky Gaming, and I was, I was, you know, curious. I, I talked to him, and I'm like, yeah, I'm part of a Hearthstone team. We competed. We we did did pretty well. Um, and from then on, I started the the Hearthstone portion of the uh, you know Northeastern Esports Club. Um, started recruiting. That's where Justin heard about us, and he joined. And uh, from then, it's just been. You know, trying to develop a relationship with club sports, with varsity, and uh, you know, accelerating the program at Northeastern. So, um, yeah, I've just I've stuck around because there's so many great people who play Lewis, Justin. That um, always always a fun time to to play with them. Oh my gosh, I'm realizing I completely got my origin story wrong. It was my sophomore year, my roommate telling me not about this this <laughs> this gaming club. I, I got the timeline wrong. It was about a Reddit post of someone was looking for a third on their team. So I, <laughs> I joined it. That was a full year before I met <laughs> Will and Lewis. Yeah. I played on a Tesla team and we did mediocre. But I like enjoyed it, got more people competitive in the game and they didn't want to play anymore. So I'm like, okay, need new people. Guess I'm going to go to this, this mm -hmm. esports thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow holy crap <laughs> oh justin getting the stories wrong yeah i'm just i'm i'm remembering when when lewis always tells our story um he he left out an important detail which was the fact that our my dorm room only had two chairs and my bed didn't face my my screen because <laughs> you know the the bed and the desk were adjacent so I would sit in one chair, my other teammate would sit in the other chair or just stand, and Lewis would sit on our radiator and in our window, and, and he would look at the screen from the radiator. And, uh, you know, since then, the, the org has uh, gotten a, a gaming room with high-end PCs and, and you know, DX Racer chairs and all of this high-end equipment, but... You know, it, it, it really it really shows how, you know, you can play Hearthstone in a dorm room, you know, squeeze like sardines in a can and uh, you can still have a fun time playing. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to make my story very quick so that we can get to other parts of this episode. But I uh, just want to. Uh, so I started about the same time as Connor uh, and then kept playing even past when he ended. Uh, I haven't really been competitive, mostly casual the entire entire time. Uh, first time I reached Legend was much after uh, any of you guys. I, um, I reached Legend last November. I finally made a conceited effort, and they finally made a good Paladin deck for me to play. And, <laughs> pure Paladin? And, yeah, pure Paladin all the way. Uh, and then uh, the second time I've ever reached Legend was actually two days ago, hey. uh, because I've sort of gotten more into competitive Hearthstone play, and, and now I'm like playing to get better to be uh, with other people is uh, I'm not just playing for myself. Oh, Max, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, our THL team is going to slap uh, or not, but at least it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I believe we, we, we may be smurfing a little bit, but... <laughs> this week, our sponsor is one that is near and dear to my heart. I'm sure they didn't know this when they set it up, but I used to work with them. Our sponsor this week is none other than Infinite Value Card Care Store. 
If you're building a deck, look no further. Infinite Value has the filler you'll need to make your deck watertight. If you want to make your desk impressive, you can get it to be a quisp craft and still perfect all the tiny finishing touches. They have snow flipper shovels and other low-cost tools, so it's a better option than going to Target, dummy. Infinite Value Card Care is outvaluing the competitors. Face Card Care may have the aggressively priced low-cost tools, but they can't promise what Infinite Value CEO Glinda Crowskin can, and baby, it's infinite. Speaking of promises, Infinite Value is running a special promotion. If you type colon infinite value colon in the card games chat and at me, Max Papadopoulos, I will send you the instructions on how to get your very own free card. Are valid only where supplies last. Infinite value does not take responsibility in the case of lost or stolen cards, nor do they owe you anything about card rotation. Wisp and other classic tables are not guaranteed and are void or prohibited. And like Max started to mention, we are quickly running out of time in the show, but I did want to make sure that we touched on the team. And you guys are all here because we knew you as members of the team at the same time. And that was at some point in time, a near varsity for the school, which is pretty interesting concept. So how was that to be on the team together? Was that a good experience for you guys? No, I hate these two. I would never be on a show with them. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I was lying about all of the, the sappy stories. These guys are horrible. <laughs> no, I, uh, it, it was such a good experience playing with these two. Um, probably of my of my semesters here playing on the Hearthstone teams, these two have been my favorite uh trio to play with so uh, also we got to play one of my favorite decks in Hearthstone history uh during our time which is togwaggle druid oh yeah we i have such fond memories of that too holy oh, crap was, you're gonna make me cry my, <laughs> that, that one that... week when vargoth was in standard during oh. uh, ragastan's rumble yeah. in uh, I... like like March of 2019. <laughs> I still remember my favorite play that we've ever done was a, we were playing. Oh, I know exactly I, what you're going to say. Yes. Go, go on. Oh, <laughs> I, it might be a different one because we have a, no. there, there's some really good ones. Odd um, Warrior against Priest. I was, yep. Todd Warrior yep, against yep. Priest when we played uh, <laughs> the seven mana three, three. I forget. Soul. Azelina. Sociologist Azelina. Azelina Soul Soup. Or yeah. no. Azelina Salty, yeah, a card which was a 7-mana 3-3, three, three, which changed your <laughs> hand, discarded your hand, and instead you got a copy of your opponent's hand. And we, I was like, we're losing this matchup if we don't like get the burn damage from their hand that we need this turn. And so we ripped it, and they had all the burn that they had in their hand. And we're like, ship it face, ship it face, what the game. It, it was uh, like a very polarized matchup. It was probably like a twenty-five seventy-five for us, maybe slightly better than that. That we <laughs> we 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 played very well and, and and had a very showy, flashy win. So they they made a highlight of it actually. One of my favorite things about playing with these two is we were uh, we were playing in the varsity division and the open division, and we got the opportunity to get streamed playing games on the official like Tesba Hearthstone uh, Twitch channel. And so like official we, play Hearthstone channel. Play Hearthstone channel, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and all of these moments we're talking about were were on stream, you know, with commentators talking about it. And getting to like go back and watch those, I felt like you know the kid going back and watching his like high school football games, you know, and just like <laughs> memory lane, like <laughs> nostalgia. Oh. It, it was it was perfect. So many good memories. We can probably link in the show notes somewhere that that one highlight. Yeah, they they made like a oh I have the I have it bookmarked somewhere. <laughs> I can pull it up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Now I know Connor's going to want to end the episode, but I know we need to get this topic in before that. Um, the uh, this episode is going to be released uh, just less than a week before one of the biggest updates to Hearthstone. Uh, they're going to be introducing an entire new set forged in the Barrens. Um, I know that. Uh, Soon after that, they're going to be introducing a classic mode in Hearthstone. They're going to introduce this concept of the core set. Uh, so what do you guys think about all that? I think it's a great time to get into the game. Um, like, I, I would not have said this at this time last year, but this is like with the rotating core set, with a bunch of new player stuff, like, yeah, the monetization system isn't still isn't great, but it is probably the best time since whispers of the old gods to get into hearthstone yeah i'm i'm super excited for it i think if you're a new player or a returning player 
um this is this is the perfect time to get back into it i've been i've been on the like on the fence about hearthstone um you know a little bit just uh you know kind of kind of drained of of my my energy playing the game but when i heard about these announcements a ton of my friends asked me hey is this the time i should get back into the game i feel exactly like you do yes this is you you should come check it out you should you should see what happens it's uh it's exciting yeah, the, the other thing that somehow no one's mentioned already is that, yes, this is this new rotating core set, much more powerful than the original classic set six years ago, because there's been six years of power creep. Uh, so the cards in it are actually probably good, but not just that, they're giving it to everyone for free. Uh, so that that's like the big change now, that you can come back, even if you haven't been playing for a while, there's been a rotation, there's a lot of cards that you probably don't have, but they're, <laughs> they're not in the game anymore, they're not in standard, uh, and there's going to be all these new cards that seem competitive that you're getting for free. Uh, so it, it, it seems a lot uh, easier of an entry point than it has been, which is really cool. Wow, that sounds absolutely lovely to me. Yeah, plus as Justin mentioned earlier, um, even if you don't want to spend a dime on Hearthstone, uh, you, I know you guys are covering this later, but Battlegrounds is an awesome game mode that is entirely free and is a lot of fun if you also want to get into that. Yeah, coming from uh, Dota Underlords and TFT background, when they released it for Hearthstone, super excited about it, and uh, that's that's all I've been playing with Hearthstone. It's, it's so much fun. We do hope to have an episode completely dedicated to Hearthstone Battlegrounds on the show, so listeners... Keep your eyes open for that. But for now, we will end the show with a couple of lovely announcements. As mentioned, Forged in the Barrens is the newest Hearthstone set. It comes out on March 30th of this year, very short time from now. And on behalf of myself and newly minted legend, Max Papadopoulos, thank you guys for being on the show. You were great guests. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Also, the 23rd, it just got confirmed today, Hearthstone Classic Mode is yeah, announcing. Thanks for so if, you have, if you're someone who hasn't played in a few years, but you have an old collection, uh, you can log back in and play the game like it was in 2014. Because I know, I think clearly all of us but Will here said that, or I guess Connor as well, said that we started the game after Classic. So I've never experienced that. It seems fun to, to try to, to turn back the time, much, much like Wild, Wild Classic as well. Go back to the good old Double Innervate Yeti on turn one. Yeah. Nostalgia. Always. <laughs> I'll take you down with some Force of Nature Savage for combos. Uh, when this episode is released, it will already have been released. So actually, once you guys are listening to this, you guys can all get classic mode and start it up. Yeah, download Hearthstone. And if you want to play with other people here in the New Age community, we have an entire chat dedicated to card games that you can check out and talk in and hang out with people. So again, thank you for listening to our show. And I'll give us a big Dr. Boom. <laughs> As we end the show next week, we'll be talking about who knows what. Stay tuned to find out for our big milestone, the 10th episode of Join the Gang, a New Age Community podcast. See you next time. <laughs>